Hey, Hoff. Why don't you start the episode? <clears throat> What's up, everybody? It's me. It's me. That's how I decided to start this episode. Uh, welcome to Obscure Chatter. I am Terry Doty, and today I have decided to go a bit on the shorter side. While I enjoy movies, I've been media the fuck out. So I'm doing the first episode of one of my favorite television shows, a show that if I mention it too much, you'll very much guess what it is. So yeah, just so Hoff has one thing to beep in this episode, at least, although I don't know what I'm going to talk about fully. I've got some notes. Uh, I'm watching... Uh, This was one of those shows that my mother and I actually agreed on, which was weird. But yeah, like looking back on it, you know, that's the thing about time. Time is fun whenever you're watching something. That's why uh, a good chunk of the time uh, with certain shows that I loved that are older now, you know, because that's how time works. I'm like, God, I hope I don't hate this show now. And that's actually happened a couple of times. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that this is what they were refer- were referring to. That character is a fucking asshole. Wait, I loved that character. That character was my life. Um, oddly enough, there was a, a therapist that uh, her daughter was like, Mom, why am I so obsessed with fictional characters? And her mother didn't even look up when she's like, because fictional characters are always there. And they rarely disappoint you. And I thought a lot about that that day. (laughs) So um, if you follow Obscure Chatter on Twitter, uh, it was definitely noted that Stephen and I wanted to do what we have been doing for a little over a year now since Obscure Chatter started, which is where we were going to, you know... Uh, kind of record at the beginning of the month. Really, we uh, when we had guests, which hopefully we will have again at some point, but uh, I'll get into that more later. Um, when we had guests, we liked to record, um, pretty much before the episode. Um, you know the episode, like. Oh my gosh, I'm like totally losing it because I'm getting obsessed with the music, Stephen. You might want to turn that down a little bit more because I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, that's my song. Uh, <laughs> that has rarely happened. Maybe that's why I don't do TV shows unless I'm in Because <laughs> uh, I've done my, my share of audio commentary and it's like, oh, hey, we'll watch it. And we do a scratch track of the commentary and then we go back and do the commentary again now that we're all comfortable. But um, sometimes they use the scratch track one and you're like, but that's when we're all ADD about it. So, oh, great. But anyways, what we were doing was we would have an episode already ready for the beginning of the month. And that just started being really complex as we got further and further along into this pandemic, which, I mean, time has been insane. There was a point where I was trying to remember the name of a book that I read two years ago, and I went, fine, fuck it, I'll get on Goodreads. I'm trying to find this fucking book. So I went through all my books, and they're like, you didn't read this two years ago. You read this in April. (laughs) 
So there's that. But Jesus, yeah. Um, and again, guests hopefully will come back. I enjoy talking to my friends and colleagues, you know, people that I don't know that well, um, and getting to know them during a show. But <sighs> what it really, uh, the remote shows, we did have technical issues, like the big technical issue one that was throwing me was the one in Erica's show. It failed out twice. We're big fans of Source Connect proper, um, and we just haven't found one that hasn't kind of let us down in that respect. And it just throws so much stuff off. I really do enjoy talking to people in person. But when our schedules allow for us to be a bit more patient, maybe we'll readdress the remote sessions. If you do have a suggestion for a potential guest or a potential topic, you know, be sure to message us on Twitter at Obscure Chatter or through email at perpetuallyoffbeat at gmail.com. Either one of those will do. But we had uh, noted on our Twitter that we were waiting for the beginning of this month specifically before we started recording because I didn't want to do anything that felt kind of blind to the situation at hand. And luckily, you know, it worked out overall in our favor. I am really let down in my state. And uh, and that's where, I don't know, I've always been reminded that I'm not a Texan because I wasn't born here, even though both of my parents were. I was born in Pennsylvania. My brother was born in California. And for some reason, a lot of people just was like, yeah, you'll never be from here. I'm like, I've lived here for many, 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 many years, a couple decades. I say y'all in a bunch of my fucking tweets. Can't that be enough? <laughs> but, you know, I was like, well, at least Pennsylvania pulled through. Um, and initially, you know, we all got caught up in the, you know, election night thing, which that's just a television ploy. Obviously, we're we're all there where it's like it wasn't feeling good on election night. I remember Stephen and I were walking around our neighborhood. There was just a point where I'm like, I had to turn everything off because I was updating. Uh, not a lot of people in Texas were posting about what was happening in Texas. So I was kind of keeping up with my local television station, uh, the WFAA, which is my go-to telev- television station in the area. Uh, and it just it felt... It felt a lot worse than it did in 2016. 2016, uh, that election night ended in friends texting me, like, asking me if I'm okay. Uh, Going back and forth with relatives, kind of figuring out what we're going to do. for those of you who need a reminder, I I have uh, I come from a Mexican family, uh, Mexican and white family. Although uh, I'm not sure if I've just ever straight out said it, but the Dodies do not like me. I am very much Terry Doty in name only, um, which that sounds a little stupid the way that I put that. But uh, I'm Doty, but none of the Dodies that are currently alive very much like me. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that I am not completely white. I, um, and my father was stoned when he married my mother. 
Uh, and the family started talking to him again when he had a son, which there's a lot to digest there. But so it, it, there's always been a disconnect and I know I've noted that before. There's always been a disconnect with a lot of my ethnic identity because there are times when my mother or family members have straight up told me, you know, it's a good thing you have a white last name. It's a good thing, you know, that idiots can't really tell that you're Mexican. And I never fully understood that because, you know, I have cousins and all sorts of friends and everything that really, you know, never let me see that there was this disconnect, this disjointedness that happens and continues to happen throughout just throughout everything. So it obviously in the past few years has become very evident that we're in no way um, where we need to be. Uh, it's all a learning process. And if if I'm losing you by talking about this, I, I'm, I'm really sorry, but it's, I, it's been hard to stay upbeat. And sometimes when I post, I'm like, I, I kind of made a deal with myself there for a bit. I'm like, I'm only going to post about like positive shit. And that just seems so tone deaf sometimes. Or I lost a lot of followers on election night because I posted about some stuff, uh, just like, updating people or saying, you know, like, I'm upset or um, keeping up with, like, the stupid shit uh, that one guy, that's all I'm, how I'm going to refer to him, that one guy has said, uh, and I'll get unfollowed. And there's this, it, it's it's a weird thing because I know that a lot of people follow me through it being, you know, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, trying to remember if there's anything else. If there is, oh my God, I can't think of it. And that's really sad if I have it. But uh, there's this idea with social media where because you're an actor, you should, you should stick to acting. You should stick to talking about work. And, you know, it's your profile. That That's my process, talking to myself. That's, uh, you know, it's my profile. I'm going to, you know, curate my space the way I feel it needs to be curated. And I view a lot of the followers that I've met over the years through various social media, you know, I... I don't think it benefits anybody to pretend like I don't have an opinion about real world things. And sometimes some people are especially hard on women and just those of us that are considered other in a lot of ways. And it's just a matter of difference of opinion a good chunk of the time. But unfortunately, that it's not just a matter of opinion with a lot of the stuff that's going on right now. So toward the end of election night, Stephen and I walking around the neighborhood, uh, it was hard. It was really hard because, you know, I 
I waited in line. Uh, I wanted to do the mail-in thing, but our governor made that really, really difficult to do. Um, especially if you lived in Harris County, which is like 4 million plus people. <sighs> there was only one drop-off location for mail-in ballots. And it was really hard to qualify for mail-in without basically lying on your form and saying, like, I'm sick or I can't go. Uh, and I just felt really weird about lying. I felt weird about lying on it. And so, like, I guess I'm going, which was a really big deal because, oh, my God, I <sighs> I lost my grandmother to COVID in July. I said May, I think, in the previous episode. And again, I just have no concept of time right now. But it was in July that I lost my grandmother. And I've had a couple of friends that are performers like me uh, and hearing how their voices and just overall just physical health has been affected even after they've they've gone through the worst of it. It's fucking terrifying. I didn't go to my grandmother's funeral. I didn't go to my grandmother's memorial or wake. I I just couldn't risk it. But when it came to voting, I'll be real with y'all. I didn't vote in 2016. And that's not something I'm ever going to fully get over or, like, forgive myself for. And I think it was because, and a lot of us were kind of in the same camp, and it's like, it's just so ridiculous. Like, there's no way he's going to win. (laughs) Ah. It's so dumb now. It's like... And then uh, I I mentioned that to a friend. It's like, well, then you don't have a right to complain. Like, I... That's a whole other thing. But I... uh, Stephen and I waited in line. We got there, uh, like, on the fourth day of early voting in uh, North Texas, uh, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. I live in the Mid-Cities area. Um... And we waited, you know, everybody respected the distance. It wasn't until Stephen and I got to the front of the line, Stephen went to one poll worker and I went to another. And Stephen's experience was totally different than mine. Stephen had a woman that was very patient and, you know, wiped everything down and had, you know, disposable pens and all this. I had a woman that told me to take off my mask. Uh, And, like, everything became tunnel vision after that. Where I'm like, do I... It takes nothing for something... It takes nothing for nothing to become something. And so my logical side is like, well, I'm then what's the point of the mask if if I have to take it off in order to be here? Um, and she's like, just really quick. Uh, I'd gotten my driver's license renewed. Like, just really, really quick. Just take it off. And uh, I did. (sighs) 
for a second and she you know we were both very like ha 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 about it but i'm a i'm the fucking queen of like fake ass like like uh, i'm in a line like chatter so i'm talking to her i literally cannot tell you what we talked about um but it was just a ha 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 sure uh the machines weren't spaced out but i wasn't expecting them to be so we were all shoulder to shoulder but like as you sign and confirm that you're you on you know a digital notepad she made me sign it with my finger and she hadn't wiped anything down uh uh i i just needed to get out of there so i hurried through uh and another guy uh led me to the the machine i don't remember that i remember very much trying to focus on who i was voting for and not on the fact that you know i had i was having a totally different experience than steven steven and i left he waited for me he was much quicker than i was and like i was like well what do i complain and the first person I spoke to about it, uh, you know, just casually, I was like, well, that's so crazy because I heard like everyone's being like top notch. I'm like, I'm telling literally telling you about my experience and how it was not a good experience. I'm like, well, that's just so crazy because I, I heard it was great. And yeah, the majority of people's experiences seem to be great, but I wasn't there. I wasn't in the majority so, and now it's coming on like, yeah, all these poll workers, you know, were exposed and blah, blah, blah. How can you trace and da, da, da. So I, yeah, I didn't go anywhere for a while where I had to be with people. Steven had a grocery shop by himself. Any, anything that had to happen. Yeah. Pardon me. Uh, terrifying. So, but it was like, I'm glad I did it. Like, I'm glad, like, you know, there was something about, like, even as fucking frustrating as that was to, like, put your ballot in and be like, your vote has been counted. Like, <sighs> okay. And I know that that doesn't mean anything. Uh, again, I, I voted a lot since 2016, as if that somehow, like, karmically makes up for me not voting in 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 2016 properly uh but you could argue like oh it didn't matter but i still feel like fucking shit over it so cut back to election night we're just walking and uh, i'm like not only like i remember standing in line and all like a bunch of other people all kind of we all had the same energy like we have to we have to make sure this doesn't go on which there's a there's a skewed idea of what texas is like and i understand it it's not easy being in a red state it's not sometimes uh i think anytime i've attempted to at least pass as the status quo that I have never successfully done that outside of an acting situation because I think trying 
to be so anti-me just makes me look me more, <laughs> if that makes any sense at all. But it really, you know, everyone was saying all, like, all these people before election night, like, remember, we're probably not going to know on election night. Election night's just really, like, a thing that we do. It's like the weather channel. Like, we got to keep on naming every tiny little storm there is to make everything seem giant. Even if it's like a, dude, it's coming. We don't need to name it because a name institutes a, an importance to it. And so... Uh, it, Trump initially kind of on election night won my county. And I remember a lot of people just being like, Texas is fucking dead to me. Fuck Tarrant County. Dallas County's okay. Blah, 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 blah. And now it is, uh, I haven't checked in the past couple of days, but my county is blue. Uh, it's become blue since then by like less than a thousand votes. I want to say less than 600 votes. <sighs> and is the first time since, uh, what is it, the 60s? The 60s or 70s that it's been blue. Uh, like since, and uh, but the overall state uh, hasn't been blue since Jimmy Carter, if that tells you anything at all. Um, so we knew it was a stretch, you know. But remember, Beto O'Rourke did a lot of grassroots stuff and numerous other people. Uh, but there's still a long way to go. But it, it was just so disheartening to feel like you're in a state that just does not give a, a fuck about you. And there, there is that whole like, a, okay, you don't, you're not racist if you voted for this person. I... I don't know if you can say that because there's agreeing to disagree and then there's you agreeing that hating someone at their core is okay. It's you agreeing that someone shouldn't have the same rights as you. It's that you thinking that's okay. It's you thinking that some some people should just continue being separated from their families and you thinking that's okay that's not agreeing to disagree i don't fucking like you we're not going to agree to disagree humanity has to play a part as an actor and just as a human being that's been on this earth for 36 plus years i <laughs> I find it hard sometimes to not jump down people's throats whenever we don't agree on something. But I'm a fucking adult, and I'm not going to agree with everybody. I don't agree with my husband all the time. Doesn't mean I'm going to leave him because we have a difference of a fucking opinion. There are friends of mine that are very in tune with their faith and their religion, and I'm not. But goddammit, I love them and respect them. And I admire their faith. It's just not for me. None of that makes, you know, dehumanizing somebody, murder, 
racism, all of this, none of that falls into the category of a difference of opinion. A difference of opinion (laughs) is not where we're at. We're at this, we're definitely at the side of good versus evil. And I gotta be real, um, no, Biden is not the perfect candidate. During the, the big thing, we're like 30, 40, it felt like 80 fucking Democratic, you know, nominees were up for, I voted for Elizabeth Warren. I voted for Elizabeth Warren. She, uh, Bernie was a close second. Biden was not one of my choices. But, uh, it's like, okay. So you have to order something. There is no option there. You have to order something. Now, you can order this wilted salad that, you know, isn't perfect, but it's still uh, okay enough that, you know, it might give you some digestive issues. <sighs> but, you know, it's still edible. Or rat poison but you have to pick one. You can't not pick at all. And people are really gung-ho and marching in the streets about rat poison. Four more years! Four more rat poisonous years. Uh, And... Okay, I gotta be real. Like, the fucking idea for this episode, very much in my mind, was stay positive, you know, show people, blah, 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 blah. But uh, it's it's been really hard. It's been very, very hard lately to just keep on that smiley face. I actually think it's unhealthy. Like, it's that, I um, there's that whole, hey, how you doing? Oh, doing great. How are you? Yeah, let's get started. I haven't been doing that, neither has Steven, and that's really been kind of pissing people off. But here's the thing. Right now, global pandemic, if you don't want to know how the fuck I'm doing, don't fucking ask. Because the real, like, hey, how are you? Like, I'm doing shitty. Or uh, my big one is, um, like, I'm here. I'm lucky to be here. That might have to be enough. But (laughs) I don't trust anyone that's like, oh my god, I'm doing great. Like, yeah? Like, this is, you know, this is your time. But I found that a lot of of my friends are kind of dealing with that. And then there's just the the pandemic fatigue. Uh... What is, and none of that is to say some great stuff isn't happening. I, I was cast in a show and uh, I'll definitely um, continue to be in that show with an, another season um, called Uzaki-chan Wants to Hang Out. I play Suki Uzaki. Um, I'm probably butchered that name, but I've never had to say my name. I'm just Hana's mom in that. Uh and that was a lot of fun. It was fun to be able to pretend and to be this upbeat, adorable woman that keeps misinterpreting situations and thinking that they're sexual when they're not. Uh, much like the audience, like, oh, that's dirty. Oh, it's not. Thank God. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, and then Hoff and I are making sure to take more time for each other when we can. Willow's been a really big help with that. She is a giant dork. You may or may have not heard her bark earlier in the episode. Uh, but 
we we have to be real. We've made some really tough decisions this year. We we said goodbye to Zoe this year. Uh, and those are the only ones that I really want to talk about anymore. But I, I, I miss my friends so much when I see them and have to stay distant and, you know, or like people want to like do the, the phone thing or the FaceTime thing or the Zoom call. And like I, I'm always so bad at technology, but I have to get better about it because this clearly is going to keep happening uh, for a while now. And I, uh, I can't stay like this forever. And I'm definitely making strides in trying to look for the bright bits in the shit that is the darkness. But you can't avoid the darkness. And I think it's very important not to pretend like it's just not there. There's a balance that I think so many other people are better about than I am. Uh, I've had the worst case of writer's block. Uh, I was at the beginning of this year, I was close to finishing um, a really good draft of my second science fiction novel and uh, also doing some preliminary work on a couple of other things. I've definitely made some strides, but it's hard. And I've put it aside to work on other people's projects as a writer and as an actor. Uh, It's easier to get lost in that than it is in worlds that I've created right now. It's just hard. And then you, like, I think I talked about it in Felicia's show, uh, where I feel bad for feeling bad. But at the end of the day, if I feel bad that's going to reflect in the work, like forcing it out, forcing something to hit, you know, the pen and the paper together or the, the, the typing and and the monitor, all that. It's just impossible right now. All of that is to say, I have met some really great people through various social media, and I've got I've been reacquainted with friends from my past, especially my friend Lindsay. Ooh, beep her name, Stephen. Uh, her last name, <laughs> Lindsay, uh, was one of my my best friends in high school, and she lives in Arizona now, and. We just kind of randomly text each other sometimes. She's this awesome kick-ass chick that's always been a force of nature. And I don't know how she knew, but on a really, really shitty day, she texts me out of nowhere, and I hadn't heard from her in years. (sighs) I don't think I told her how much I needed that. And she was asking me really, like, You know, just simple questions that you ask when you're trying to catch up with somebody you haven't talked to in a while. And I gave her real answers. And I was doing this, like, wincing thing. And I'm like, oh, it's going to be like, oh, Terry, that's too much. And she's like, oh, my God, I totally get that, this. And I'm like, oh, that's right, I forgot. Like, you don't do the fake bullshit. Uh, (laughs) God damn it, I wish you hadn't moved away. Because I, uh, 
none of the people in my life are are fake or people that I just maybe have lost touch with recently. They're not fake, but you know, relationships change and sometimes they just flat out flippity flop and end. And it sucks, but right now there these are just really unpredictable times. So it's been fun to talk with people through social media also, but uh, there's been this giant thing, and I don't understand it, where people have been really aggressive. Like, uh, you will talk to me because I can talk to you. I can contact you. We are going to engage in a conversation. And in a way, you know, talking about this through therapy and stuff has been interesting. It's brought up a story that I I might share, I might import into this episode, I might not, probably not. Uh, forget forget that idea, Stephen. Uh, but I was stalked for a while when I was a teenager, heavily, heavily stalked, to the point where this person knew when I was alone for years. They always knew when I was alone, and they only ever called me when I was alone. It very much thought, I very much thought it was one of my brother's friends for a number of years, but I, I got clarification that it wasn't, and it got violent. It got physical, like there were physical threats. There was destruction of property. And I, to this day, still do not know who this person is. There was police reports. Uh, but only so much can happen when you can't figure out who it is. Uh, and sometimes when it's, you know, I had mentioned curating your own space. A lot of that is just simple protection. But I don't think, and it's hard not to sound like kind of full of yourself, but just because you're a fan of my work doesn't mean that you're entitled to my time. Most of the people that I engage with understand that. And um, I've, I've become friends with a lot of people that just because we've met through my work, um, you know, through conventions or just on Twitter. Like there have been people that finally, when I meet them in person, they're like, we've been friends on Twitter for years. I'm like, oh my God, I didn't even recognize you. Bitch, update your fucking profile photo. <laughs> Uh, uh, or friends that are people that I've known physically, but I only really connect with through social media. <laughs> it's like, we are so much cooler with each other online than we are in person. I don't know what that says about us <laughs> at all. I don't want to overthink that. But a big thing that's been happening is uh, like people being like, hey, you can't ignore me. And I mean, the very simple truth is, I mean, I can't. And I, I, I will. It's just that easy uh, right now. I'm very fortunate that it's very, it's that easy. And I was talking to, you know, other girlfriends that do what I do or that have just a bigger social media presence. And they're all like, yeah, but then I meant I talked to like two guys that do what I do. And they're like, man, I don't get that at all. I'm like, do you think I'm overreacting? I, I imagine you think I'm overreacting. I'm like, yeah, you know, it's social media. It's whatever. I'm like, okay, you, uh, 
you just haven't had my experiences. Maybe I get where you're coming from, but there's this. Uh, I've had to have security at conventions. I've had people escorted away with police where, you know, I've been so numb after an autograph session that I've had to be like, you know, cattled into like back to my hotel room and like, like slapped across the face to tell me to fucking like snap out of it. Like you're going to, you're going to get a minute to collect yourself, but you've got a panel in an hour. Uh, All of that's happened. And that's definitely made me be more hesitant to say yes to conventions and uh, all of that. And all of that is to say, most of the people that are like, oh, why won't you talk to me? They don't get where, you know, we are offline. Uh, it's a bad, perhaps it's a bad, like, combination or uh, no, comparison, not combination. But remember when Chad Chadwick Boseman was losing a lot of weight and people were making all these stupid, stupid jokes about him looking like a crackhead and blah, blah, blah. And so, of course, when Chadwick dies, they're like, oh, shit, now I feel bad. Like, now you feel bad? Because the fact of the matter is, he was someone going through some very real things. Nothing, uh, like, what I have been going through is nothing compared to what this man went through. He's a brilliant person that we lost way too soon. But basically what I'm saying is, like, you just don't know. You're only getting a persona. As real as I am, you're only getting a part of me online. (laughs) And some people don't even deserve that. It's hard. Uh, You know, I talk to friends that, and they're like, hey, I'm going to try this out. And then, like, hours later, they're like, I'm already getting people telling me to kill myself, you know, that uh, I need to get raped to learn a lesson. Uh, that my entire family should get murdered, uh, all this, and all of that's, you know, ended with, you know, a smile and a wink. That's all just a normal part of our day. It's just so odd to see, like, a, like, I am going to say this to you, basically in lieu of nothing, and you have to read some of the most horrific shit you've ever read, seen in your life. And be at work and not that let it, you know, not let that affect you, affect what you're doing. It's hard. And then on top of everything else, you know, you're locked away in your house trying to continue to work, trying to continue to not lose your sanity, trying not to contract a deadly virus, or trying to recover from it, trying to recover from the loss of that, trying to, you know, pray and hope that there is some semblance of normalcy around the corner. But my ignoring your comment is going to be the make or break of your day. It's it's baffling. <laughs> it, it truly, truly is. None of that was planned. <laughs> I that's just partially what I'm I'm going through. Uh And, you know, I always do try to be real with you guys. Sometimes they're harder than others. A lot of my friends, uh, let's go to positive things. A lot of my friends are doing really cool things with their lives. Uh, You know, like my friend Tatum, J. Michael Tatum and his fiance Brandon just moved to California. I'm so excited for them. I, uh, you know, 
My friend Lindsay, she's still kicking ass, even though she can't do her roller derby shit right now. You know, roller skating with her dog Storm. It's fucking badass. Uh, Steven is hunting away. Just got a new crossbow. I got roller skates that I fully intend on wearing. (laughs) Wearing and maybe roller skating in my garage. That's about it. And then I got, you know, I got Will. I've got my friend Monica, who, you know, is, is finally getting some time, you know, to just be and hang out with people, uh, or not hang out with people, but see family. And then all of that, you're like, yeah, okay, maybe there, there, there's some stuff. There's some major shit going on. But, uh, you know, there, there's some good stuff. And then you're like, hey, you know you can't see any relatives for Thanksgiving. I'm like, ah, I don't really celebrate Thanksgiving. I'm like, well, do you hang out with your family? I'm like, well, yeah, there are only like two times a year that I really hang out with my family, and that's Thanksgiving and Christmas. Ah, yeah, I'm not going to see anybody. And just casually talking to my father-in-law, you know, saying, hey, uh, we're good, right? You know, um, you understand? He's like, oh, I don't want to see you guys right now. I've never been more terrified in my life. He he texted us when it was, you know, very evident that Biden was going to get the necessary amount of votes. And he's like, yes. He never talks about politics. He's not really a big fan of it, but he's like, yes. Um, but he's but in that same breath, he's like, I think I'm going to get a gun because <laughs> I'm terrified. He said all this on Veterans Day. He's like, I haven't been this terrified since I was in the army. Uh. <laughs> like, well, can we maybe get you? He's like, no, just get a little something delivered and have a good day. Thanksgiving. Oh, for those that have asked, uh, Judy is doing pretty well. Judy has found a, a really nice uh care facility that caters to her needs and she's doing as well as she can in the present situation and just with circumstances outside of her control but thank you guys for asking about that that's been very very sweet of y'all i as we wind down here do i have a message no but i have a hope that you're taking care of yourself, that you're not putting too much pressure on yourself, basically being the opposite of me. Uh, there's moments here and there where I'm like, hey, yeah, you, you know, you feel better, like, because you're taking that break and da-da-da-da-da, but why aren't you writing more? You have no excuse, Miss Duty. <laughs> but the reality is these are just unpredictable times. And there have been points where I'm like, oh, well, they're they're expecting me to finish this, like, tomorrow. Like, well, that's a them problem. Nobody needs to rush anybody right now. So it's taking a moment because you have to, otherwise you will go insane. I I hope that... This hasn't been too much of a downer for you guys, but like I've I've always said, I want to be honest with you guys, and I appreciate y'all appreciating it. Um, please keep up with me through Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, 
TikTok has really been about just me saying I like Tales from the Crypt lately. <laughs> um, I might be doing a live stream here in the next couple of weeks. I can't say for certain. It's just a matter of what I'm up for. And luckily, I've been very, very busy lately as far as just writing and voiceover from home. So uh, that was one of the numerous reasons why Stephen and I waited on getting this episode done. I really hope that you guys are taking care of yourself. Know that I'm thinking about you, even if you don't want me to. I'm thinking about you, hoping you're okay. And until next time... Watch good shit, read good shit, and just try to be good.